Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We have been talking about Abraham and the place that he holds, not only in history, but in God's history, in what God did, what God has, and God, what God will continue to do uh, through this man. So, uh, as we look at it, we are now in Genesis chapter 13. We've looked at chapter 12, and we've gone all the way up to chapter 22. We've talked about how God used Abraham uh, through Isaac as an act of obedience and faith when he asked him to sacrifice him to demonstrate the different names that God has manifested himself to Abraham through now we are in Genesis 13, 4, but I want to read the verses before that so that we don't lose our, our actual place here and, uh, and cover these. It says in Genesis 13, 1, <clears throat> Abraham went up out of Egypt, and he and his wife and all that he had and lot with him into the south. Abraham was very rich in cattle in silver, in gold. He went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel. Uh, we could literally translate that. He went on his different uh, uh, paths and and things that he had to go through from the south to the house of God. That was what Bethel is. Unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai. Verse 4. Unto the place of the altar, which he made there at first, and call, and there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. And of course, you know, Lot was with him, and Lot went with him. He had many flocks also and herds. And ten, and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. And of course, we had made mention that God had already told him he was supposed to have gone by himself with his wife and not taken any of his relatives, any of his family with him, because that might be an issue. God already sees uh, into the future, and he can see some of the things that we're going to get into as we journey in this life from one event, from one crisis, from one thing to another but the thing that I want us to uh, consider is at the very first, what it said in verse number four, unto the place of the altar. Altar, uh, Abraham had made an altar in chapter 12. And it says at first, that was the very first altar he had made, the very first, first place he had been. But it says that there Abraham called upon the name of the Lord, the, the God of glory. The God that had appeared of him, the God that had made uh, manifest his name unto Abraham. Now it says in the book of Acts in chapter 2 verse 21, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And in Acts uh, chapter 4 verse 12 it says that there's no other name given unto men under heaven by which we may be saved except the name of Jesus 
So we, we stop and we consider and we look at these things. We see the importance again that there is uh, laid upon the name, the, the use of a name or the name that is given to some, someone or something. Once again, Acts 4, 12. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we might be saved. The name of Jesus, that is a name that has been given to us. Abraham understood what it was to call upon the name of the Lord. He was not the only one. In Genesis chapter 4, in verse 26, it says, And, and to Seth, to him also, there was born a son. And he called his name Enos, not Enoch, but Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Adam and Eve had lost uh, Abel when Cain killed him. They continued to have children, and their children also continued to have children and, and multiply. But the scripture says here that Seth, the one that was born to Adam and Eve, he had a son, and he called his son Enos. And the scripture says that men at that point began to call upon the name of the Lord. And of course, the word that is used there for Lord is the word uh, Jehovah, or with, as some would translate it, Yahweh. But the scripture is very plain, that from the moment that Abraham returned and went back to the place where he had been before, he called upon the name of the Lord. And uh, we saw that uh, Lot and the herdsmen were so large that the land was not able to be able to be big enough for all of these herds to feed upon the, the land. So uh, there began to be a strife. There, there began to be a difficulty, a crisis between them. It says in Genesis thirteen six, and the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, together, for their substance was great, for they could not dwell together. Uh, emphasis is made, they could not dwell together. They had been together, they weren't supposed to be together, and of course now they had reached a point, which was a pivotal point in their lives, and things had to change. And it all had to do because of the amount of things that they had. It says in verse number 7 of Genesis 13, And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abram's cattle and the herd, herdsmen of Lot's cattle and the Canaanites and the Parasites dwelt then in the land also. So so we can see that even the people that were originally there uh, had a complaint. It says in verse number uh, 14, but I, I want to go ahead and read uh, to you verse number 8 in the, in the scripture. <clears throat> it says, And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my herdsmen, thy herdsmen, for we be brethren, is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me, if thou wilt 
<clears throat> take the left hand, then I will go to the right. And if you take the right, then I will go to the left. Abraham tells him, separate yourself from me. Up until this point, uh, he had not. Abraham, as I mentioned, was not supposed to have brought him along. And the scripture does say to the believer, it says to us, to separate ourselves from the unclean thing. Uh, separate ourselves from uh, certain things in this world. And, and, and you have to understand, when it, when it says separate, it's not just simply talking about uh, to separate something apart. But it's actually also mentioning to separate something unto God himself. When we think about something that is holy, if we were to define it, basically we're saying to separate something unto God himself. So Abraham was saying, I'm going to separate myself unto the Lord. You separate yourself unto what you want, and uh, that'll be it. In verse number 10, it says, Lot lifted up his eyes, and behold, all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou cometh into Zor. Now, in chapter 13, right here, we're introduced into quite a number of things. And that is the abundance and the plenty that this land had. Uh, this little valley, this little area where they were at. It was just very, very rich. Now, we have to understand it's an area where uh, the the Dead Sea uh, was and is today. And the amount of minerals that are found there are very beneficial. They're sought after throughout the world because they can be used for fertilizer. They can be used for so many other things that we need nowadays. And of course, if that land was rich with all of this, then that would help explain why there was such an abundance in that land of growth. Everything was green. But Ab Abraham gives Lot a choice. Lot does not look at the desert. He does not look where it's going to be difficult. He does not look where he may have to suffer and his workers and his herdsmen complain. But he looks where it's going to be easy. Now, Hear what I have to say. He looks to where he sees is going to be easy. Life was never really meant to be is easy because of sin and Satan having come into the world. But Christ did come to say, hey, I can carry that burden. Learn of me. Uh, I, I can make it so that uh, your work and, and, and your load, if I carry it for you, you'll learn that I am meek, and not only am I meek, you'll find that you'll have rest for your souls in me. So if you just bring it to me, then I can carry it. Well, the scripture doesn't stop there. Uh, we learn, as we continue reading in the scripture, that the Lord appears unto Abraham. In uh, verse 14, the Lord said unto Abraham, after that, Lot was separated from him. Okay, so now that there has been 
the condition of full obedience now. His his family back home is back home. His parents or his father has already died. Uh, he has left this country. He's gone and has obeyed God to go into the land that he has called him. He has separated himself from Lot. And the Lord now is able to speak to him and says, And after that, Lot was separated from him. The Lord spoke to him. Lift up now thine eyes. In other words, just like Lot did. Lift up your eyes and look unto the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Look into all of these four winds, all these four directions. Verse 15, And all the land which thou seest. See, now God is telling him, Now you can look at what you want, and now what you see, To thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Verse number 16 says, And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Now, dust is very, <laughs> dust is dust. It's hard to be able to number a, a, a little dust particle. But yet, that's exactly what he is told. You're going to be blessed, Abraham. But in, ch in chapter number 13, we're going to find an introduction into something interesting. We're going we're gonna to find the introduction into kings. We find the king of Salem, which was Jerusalem, or the king of peace. Uh, and then we're also going to find the kings that warred against Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, and then the kings that are going to present themselves before Abraham after they have been uh, freed. Uh, so when we get into chapter 14, we get all of this explained. But we're going to have to choose between opposing kings totally and completely. So now as we get into chapter number 14, and I know I don't have an opportunity to uh, read everything. We're going to run out of time. But it says in chapter 14, verse 11, And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the vigils, all the food, and they went their way. And they took Lot, Abraham's uh, brother's uh, son, who dwelt in Sodom and all his goods and departed. Verse 16, And he brought back all the goods after they had gone and fought and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. And here it is. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after the return of the slaughter. Uh, and the kings that were with him in the valley, which is the king's uh, dell, and Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. So here we have the introduction of the king of peace, the king of Jerusalem, the king of God, or the man that was the high priest, and then we have the opposing king. And each one offers Abraham something. And that's where we're going to leave it. Consider this. What have you been offered by the kings of this world 
And what has God offered you lately to make a choice? Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We'll pick up there on Monday. Join us then. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.